I was playing a song for people who do not know Jesus. I was singing, holy, holy, Lord God Almighty, and everyone was singing with me. And I was thinking, like, this is my first ever gig, and people from my city are singing, holy, holy is the Lord. Hey, I'm Chelsea Amber, a Christian recording artist and the founder of Christian Guitar Girls, an encouraging community for female guitar players and bass players who love Jesus. We are a group of women who are serving our communities through music and working on our guitar skills, all for the glory of God. You can find our Facebook group called Christian Guitar Girls Community to connect with other women in music and ministry. All ages and skill levels are welcome, by the way. <laughs> so we've got a great conversation coming up with Elise Bourne. But before we dive in, I just want to tell you quickly about Podbean, which is the platform that I'm using to host this podcast. I especially appreciate all the resources they have on the site to help you actually start a podcast. And I highly recommend them if you're looking to start your own podcast or want to grow the one you have. You can visit podbean.com slash CGG to get a 30-day trial on one of their unlimited plans. And you'll also be supporting the Christian Guitar Girls community ministry when you do that. So with that, it gives me great pleasure to introduce to you Elise Bourne. Elise is an indie folk artist. She's from a missionary family from New Zealand, and they moved to France when she was a baby, and that is where she lives today. She first picked up the guitar when she was a child and then began leading worship as a teenager and still leads worship to this day. She is a professional musician called to play music in the secular world. Today, we'll get to hear more about God's leading as she ministers outside the church. So Elise, welcome to the podcast. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having me. All right. So I love to pretend that we are two friends just hanging out at a coffee shop across the table from each other. So what are you drinking? I've got my trusty lemon and honey water. I'm trying to get over a cold at the moment. <laughs> and thank you for doing the podcast, even being under the weather. It's such a, ple such a pleasure. Well, I've got uh, some decaf green tea here because I, I, you know what? I'm not the best sleeper, and so I try to limit my caffeine intake to one caffeinated drink per day. So <laughs> decaf green tea for me right now. <laughs> so let's dive in. I would love to hear about, first of all, your, your relationship with Christ. You had mentioned that your parents are missionaries. So when did you give your life to Christ? And was there a time where your faith really became your own? Yeah. Um, well, I think probably any pastor or missionaries kid can relate to sort of growing up in a family where you just hear about Jesus all the time. And I, I never doubted that Jesus existed or anything that the Bible said. It's just a normal thing for me, like to pray before eating and, and all those things. Um, but I gave my life to the Lord when I was six years old. Uh, my mum led me into a little prayer. And I think from that moment, my life has sort of just been like a long journey on coming closer to the Lord and learning to know him as a person and not only as like my parents job or the Sunday morning uh, activity mm. and I think I can probably say that I really started like getting into a friendship and loving relationship with God probably when I was around 11 or 12 when I sort of yeah, yeah just started getting really hungry and seeing other people experiencing beautiful things with the Lord and just I just just got hungry and thirsty and started seeking more of him and it's just been going upwards ever since <laughs> that's wonderful we have similar stories because I uh, gave my life to the Lord well similar timelines I should say at least um, that I gave my life to the Lord at seven and then it was around 12 years old where I really oh, yeah. started to just have this hunger for God so 
I hope that's an encouragement for anyone who is uh, working in Sunday schools and youth groups. Yeah, it's so beautiful. I just can so sense how the Lord loves children and how many kids just get to know the Lord as kids at first. Yeah, it's a it's a really really valuable ministry. So thank you to everyone listening. If you work with kids, if you are a Sunday school teacher or or a youth you know youth leader or, or whatever you do, um, thank you, <laughs> thank you for your ministry. Yeah. So then you started learning guitar at some point. So can you tell us how and when you picked up the guitar? Yeah. So I actually I I grew up sort of as a musical individual. I was sort of always drumming on tables and singing and trying to make noises with my mouth and (laughs) driving people crazy Um, and my parents really saw into that and really encouraged me into that path Um, I actually start my dad was a pianist I I grew up seeing my dad play piano at church Um, so I would fiddle around with his keyboard when when it was turned on at home and my parents gave me a djembe like a little my dad would call it the little bongo drum um, when I was around eight. And I start, so I sort of saw myself as a musician quite early on. Um, and I, uh, But the guitar, I can remember coming home from school. I was probably around 10 or 11. And uh, there was a, uh, like a small, an old classical guitar in my bedroom. I think my mum must have found it and thought, oh, maybe Elise would like to give it a go. Um, and so from then on, my sister could play and I think she must have shown me a couple of chords or something. And I just got really curious and started fiddling around with those chords. And then uh, I just spent a lot of time alone, ex- just experimenting with these sounds and just thinking, thinking, wow, like, what can I do with this instrument? And I think YouTube probably helped a lot as a lot of people can, <laughs> can relate just thinking of songs. I, I, I think the first song I learned to play and sing was I'm Yours by Jason Raz. I just remember thinking, wow, that's a really cool song. And just looking it up on the internet. And I didn't want to learn the the chord names or anything. I just looked it up, looked up those tutorials and copied the chord shapes and Mm. started playing from there. And then I eventually learned the chord shape, the names. (laughs) (laughs) Sort of started off playing by ear um, for about three years until actually really getting into learning more elaborate things yeah Yeah, I think a lot of times when we are uh, just picking up the guitar we're eager to to get started and get playing right away and then and then after that then we realize oh I should probably (laughs) know what I'm doing yeah yeah sure thing so that that makes sense (laughs) to me I love that you said that you saw yourself as a musician early on I know that there are a lot of people who struggle with owning that identity I well I mean, Mm. our identity is in Christ, but you know what I mean? Um, In terms of like considering themselves an actual musician. Yeah, yeah, totally. uh, It seems like it takes some people a while. I I know for myself, it took me a long time to actually call myself a musician, even though I did music. Mm. So I don't know if the the imposter syndrome gets Mm. to people. So I love that, that you were able to kind of view yourself in that way from an early age. Yeah, it's such an important step. And I think probably like I saw myself as a musician but seeing myself for example as a guitarist I saw my I could see myself as a musician like I saw myself as a percussionist and then getting onto the guitar it took me a while to call myself a guitarist and then I started singing it took a while but I think yeah, as you say it's a really important step because once you enter into that step you you it's like okay I'm I have sort of a legitimacy to enter and in further into what I'm not just this is not just a hobby I actually am a musician I am playing this instrument and then it sort of 
it opens the door to go further into what you're doing and also to not keep it just for yourself Mm -hmm. but to give it out so this is who I am so here's here's what I can play on the guitar for you (laughs) type thing yeah and part of that giving it out process, then you eventually started leading worship at, at, at your church. Yeah. I'm assuming it was at your church, unless maybe it was leading worship somewhere else. But can you tell us a little bit about that, about that beginning? Yeah. So as I said, I started with percussion with my little djembe. I actually sort of forced myself into the worship team. I just I just wanted to play and I had this little bongo and I, I just would take it to church. We had a little, a small congregation, um, probably about 40 people maximum Um, and I would just sit at the front row and start playing and eventually people could like I was like the little the little girl with the with the percussion and I it just enabled me to get used to playing with a group of people and just I just it was just fun to me I didn't even think of it as worship or anything I didn't know much about it I just sort of played and it was fun to me and um, I think people saw I'm not sure how it happened, but sort of one thing led to another. And at some point someone found out I could play guitar as well. And so I grabbed a guitar and started playing. And then, um, well, people come and go in church and uh, just so happened that at some point near the time where I started leading worship, there were a lot less musicians at the time. So I got to learn leading worship by being pretty much the only worship leader at church for several years. And oh, so like on on the job training. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I I think I started leading worship I was probably about 14 or 15. I I I think yeah, probably more 15. Um and it's just it's what people expected of me and so I sort of just had to jump into the job and like okay, I'm doing this now. So um mm. and I think probably later on I realized it would have been good for me to sort of have an official recognition of okay now you are the worship leader and not just you're this person filling in that spot um but yeah Mm. just the Lord opened the door and I stepped into it and been doing (laughs) doing it ever since and so and that is really leading worship is really what enabled me to get better at playing the guitar um because Mm the the worship style in my church there's just a lot of freedom to sort of improvise and play longer like uh we're the type of church where you you can play four songs and for it to last like an hour type thing (laughs) and so it sort of enabled me just to also just play around with my instrument and get to know it a bit uh, bit better yeah i love that you you were given the opportunity uh to really press into the holy spirit yeah you know early on in in learning to lead worship yeah totally and I yeah I just really cherish that yeah and I think well without I know without the Holy Spirit I wouldn't have been able to do anything I'm doing today it was sort of just and I wasn't really thinking about it at the time it was just normal for me but now that I look back and that I've developed more of a personal relationship and friendship with the Holy Spirit I'm realizing that everything that I've been able to do even like the ease with which I've been able to learn instruments and 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 learn these things is just because the Holy Spirit's called me to do this. And I've, I gave him my music from an early age and he just took, took my word for it and just sort of multiplied everything that I was, that I was doing. So yeah, he's, he's just so good. That's wonderful. Yeah. And I know that he, Mm. in, in multiplying, he has led you into a music career. So I'm just going to read here. uh, Just says, um, yeah, so you released a song called Fire Eyes last October, mm-hmm. which I got to listen to, and it's gorgeous. So oh, thank you. I highly recommend to 
anyone who, you know, if you have Apple, uh, Apple, oh my gosh, what are all the streaming? <laughs> Spotify, <laughs> Apple Music, yeah. all the places, then definitely go check out Elise's music, um, Fire Eyes. So she released that last October, you released that. And then um, you have another single coming out next month. Can you tell us the name of that or is it a secret? It's a secret. It's coming out in, in June, actually. And then you have an album which will be released early next year. Yeah. So that's, that's very exciting. Yeah. And you had talked about the leading of the Holy Spirit. And I know that you are a Christian who's called to play for play music outside the church. So I would just love to hear a little bit about the journey of how the Holy Spirit led you. You started leading worship in church. You're gaining confidence mm-hmm. with your guitar, leaning into just being more sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And then now that journey to being a professional musician who shares mu- shares your music with people outside yeah. the church. So yeah, I'd love to know about that journey a little bit more. I I think I knew from an early age that I wanted to make music my living. There was nothing else that really interested me. I think probably I made that decision. I took that decision when I was around 12, like around the same time where I really got closer to the Lord. It was, I thought I... I thought it was a coincidence back then, but just saying it now, I'm thinking that's kind of interesting. Um, and I I remember just praying it. We were having a little worship time with my family one night when I was around, what, 10 years old or something. And just at some point, I just prayed out loud. I said, Lord, I give you all of my music. And just at that point, the Holy Spirit really came down upon my family and we just like experienced a really powerful time um, as a family. And I didn't think much of that prayer, but as I said before, he just really took my word for it. And I've I've just sort of pursued um, playing music and I pursued just going as far as I possibly could with this gift that the Lord has given me. Um, and... I'm not sure how it happened, but just at some point, probably more in my teenage years, I just, the Lord started speaking me. Oh, I remember I I watched, I don't know if you know the Grammy Awards. Um, I was watching the Grammy Awards on TV. I was probably around, what, 15. And I just, I just feel the Holy Spirit coming down on me and I just start weeping. And I'm looking at these people on stage and it was music styles which I was I wasn't really familiar with I don't listen to much pop music or anything but I was just looking at these people and just feeling so much compassion for them and also Mm. identifying with them somehow so I was watching I can't even remember who was playing but it was like Beyonce type music which is like really like far far away from what I'm used to listening to and to what I aspire to Mm. but I was just watching these artists and thinking wow the Lord really wants that area of our world like he really wants to be on those stages he really wants to be on the radio he really wants to be on tv mm. and i i was one i was thinking well lord that's weird like why am i so moved by this and just i just started for the weeks that followed that moment just word after word after word i'm just realizing oh, okay wait maybe i'm actually called to to this world as well maybe i'm called to um to playing outside of the church mm. um and it was probably two years from that, from starting to pray into that and taking the Lord's word, um, putting it against my heart, um, 
two, it took two years for me to play my first gig. For two years, I was just like a frustrated musician playing in my playing in my bedroom, thinking, "Lord, when when are you sending me out? When are you when are you going to give me gigs? When are, when am I going to be able to to record albums? When am I going to do be able to do all these things?" Um, mm. And just uh, I took a sabbatical year after uh, my studies. I just took a sabbatical, um, and I thought, okay, well, maybe I need to do some sort of Bethel worship school or some some something that would train me into Christian music um, and to do that I needed to find a job that would be able to give me financing to do that um, but I never found a job I was just like there was no doors were opening oh. and I just ended up spending a whole year composing and I just started mm. playing getting better at the guitar but getting better at singing and composing and I had my little home studio and I was just like recording these little demos feeling sorry for myself and feeling really frustrated <laughs> but the thing is that after that year I got to um I saw, long story short the Lord opened a door for me to do a small training in Nantes which is the city where I live and that just opened the door wide open for me to be able to play gigs and to meet people from the secular world yeah. and to partner with them and just and it's just opened all these doors and I've been doing this professionally for three years now. Wow. And every every day I'm just thinking, how on earth did I get here? Like how on earth am I playing on this stage? How on earth am I recording with this person? I've, I just feel like I haven't asked for anything and just the Lord's just been mm. opening all these different doors. Um, so, yeah, I feel like I think your question was how how I got from leading worship to um, playing in the secular world. Mm. I Since I still lead worship and I still think it is an important part of my ministry, I never saw my work as like going from one thing to another. It's sort of like mm. two things that have... Um, that I've been experiencing at the same time. And mm. what, what I'm realizing now is that there's really a strong need for people who work in the secular world to be supported by the church mm. and to have like a prayer team and people who mm. support me financially and support me spiritually so that I don't just go into these dark places. I feel like the church is sort of the place that has formed, shaped me and sort of trained me. And from the church, I go out and I go into gigs and I go into recording, I go into all these things. Um, and I'm just learning that now. I sort of learned it the hard way because I sort of went on my own at the beginning. But um, yeah, hope that answers the question. Yeah, it does. And I love that you talked about having this support system of people who are praying for you, keeping you accountable. I think that's really important even for people who are doing Christian music, like if you're out, if you're on a, a stage of any kind, you know, <laughs> um, I think it really is important to have someone speaking into your life and, um, you know, reminding you of what's important because I think in, even as a Christian musician, it's still easy to get like very self-focused, like I want the likes, I want the streams, I want, you know what I mean? Um, totally. And just like some protection as well. Yeah, just like um, I'm just thinking of this summer. I, I the, a door opened for me to play in quite a significant festival, a music festival, and it was mm. my first time playing in front of such a larger crowd. And I was, it's at that point that I realized, okay, like now I'm literally in front of all these people. You don't really know what happens spiritually in these places either. Like it can mm. be kind of heavy sometimes, or 
anyway, and it's it's just a gift that the Lord has given us to have spiritual leaders and spiritual family as well. And it's at that point I was thinking, okay, like I need to prepare these times as well in prayer and I need to prepare just by telling people what I'm doing and saying, okay, can you pray for me at this point? Um, just it's, it's teamwork, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and it yeah. sounds like your ministry outside of the church is actually an extension of your worship. Because, you know, as by, sometimes we can use the word worship in a very small definition when really worship is like your whole life. Yeah, yeah. I like that you say that. I, I, it's something that I really cherish and that I really try to work into. So I want to switch gears for a second and talk about songwriting. I know that the upcoming album that you have is is composed of songs that you've written yourself. So can you tell us a little bit about your songwriting process? Yeah, totally. I love songwriting. Um, I, th- I started songwriting when I was probably around 15. I think I really started songwriting during that sabbatical year where I was sort of had nothing else to do. And my process back then was discover. I used to discover a new chord or a new something new on the guitar and then try and try to write something into what I had written, which was a great way of starting off just like, completely relying on the music and then adding w- lyrics to what what that music could be saying um but ri- um writing that album i actually wrote it during the 2020 lockdown mm. um uh, i have two a couple who are sort of musical mentors to me and they they said oh well what if you for 30 days you wrote a song every day and sent us a demo of the song at the end of the day every day for 30 days Hmm. and I was like okay uh, I'll give it a try and so those 30 days just completely released the pressure that I had on me about songwriting where Hmm. I used to think at the end of once I've finished writing the song this has to be like the best song ever and this has to be a single and this has to be a song that will make people cry or whatever put whatever you want at the end of the sentence but um just doing these 30 days knowing that whatever happens I have I had to have a song by the end of the day it sort of meant I didn't care about the outcome I just want I just needed to write a song and it just Mm enabled me to experiment all these different ways of songwriting like okay what if what happens if I start just with uh, these two chords or what happens if I have to write in uh, in five four or what happens if I have to write in French for once or just giving myself little challenges that would sort of make me uncomfortable and make me write in a new way yeah um and yeah that just sort of demystified the the concept of songwriting where you just it's okay you just just write and you might find something cool at the end but if even if it's a bad song like it's it's fine I wrote 30 songs and probably 15 of those 30 songs I don't ever want to hear again because I think they're really bad but it enabled me to have 12 decent songs that I'm going to be using for the album I think writer's block is mostly that people are putting too much pressure on themselves. I think that it's, I heard someone say, write for the garbage can (laughs) Um, and just take that that pressure off. If there's something on on your mind to write, then just write it. Or if you, if if that's how you connect with the Lord, just write it. No one else has to hear it. It's okay to just, to just write. And uh, one thing you mentioned a couple of times, a couple, uh, yeah, a couple of times was about um, 
that time where you were you were kind of in a hidden season and you know developing your skills back then you know asking god mm-hmm. like when are you going to open these doors and i want i did want to circle back to that just to yeah highlight it for a second just because i know that there are a lot of times you know, where you feel kind of hidden you know or like yeah god led you in the in a desert like you called me to do this thing and then i'm not even doing it um and i just i think it's a nice reminder that he can be trusted you know he is faithful and if if he did indeed promise something you know if he did indeed call us somewhere you know then he'll he'll open the right doors yeah. when the time comes and we can trust him with that timing completely yeah his timing is so perfect and like i i talk about that year that hidden year i like it. i like that um hmm. now i talk about it because i can see what it was about but when i was in that year it was just like a it was a failure to me i was thinking i, I was supposed to find I was supposed to find a job. I was supposed to find finances and I didn't. And I was just feeling really discouraged. Yeah. But it's his timing is so perfect that years later I can look back to that time and think, oh, well, like I, that was a year where I learned how to sort of prepare myself into easing myself into um, into this new job. And now like I'm releasing my album at the beginning of next year. It's taken me three years to record and finish to write and these three years have been ups and downs but in the down moments have mm. i was thinking like lord i just want to release an album i just want to have this thing finished but now i can mm-hmm. see well during the three years i use i learned how to use a studio or i learned how to write in a, in a new way or i learned all these things and i found a a team to work with and all these things and it's just once you're at the end of one of those seasons it's then that you realize man the lord is just so perfect he knows exactly what we need and he knows exactly how much time it takes for us to to learn and to prepare so yeah i love the hidden seasons Mm. so as we wrap up i would love to offer some some words of advice and encouragement for our listeners. So the first question I have for wrapping things up is what is one practical piece of advice for someone who wants to start songwriting with their guitar? When I started songwriting, songwriting with a guitar, I just, I just would sit and play. It sounds really obvious, but just sitting and playing and just getting into a space where, okay, like I like what's happening with my guitar. I just started uh, like recording tunes on my phone I would start I would have like get like something nice on the guitar and I would just start jibber jabber on uh, and I have all the so many recordings of my phone of just like nonsense singing uh, of a, a tune that I mm. kind of enjoy when I was during those 30 days when I was getting lost um, there were some days where I just was not inspired whatsoever and I would ask my mentors oh can you just send me sometimes they would send me three words or or a sentence or um like a chord there's there's amazing chord generator um websites i don't know if you know them oh no i've never used them i know that they they exist but i haven't i've never i've never personally used them Uh, yeah there's a couple of the songs from the album i just i was not inspired i just typed in like chord generator and then it gives you like a sequence of four or five chords which I wouldn't have thought of and then it just gives you like something to work with and then from there you just add in your little piece of whatever you want to put in but just seeing it as a gift just saying okay lord here here I am with a guitar here I am with my voice Mm. even if it's not a worship song like I have I have a song uh, about (laughs) about a man holding a jar of pickles 
<laughs> and then just writing that song helped me to sort of get away from this thing of of just being really religious and thinking oh, I really have to have like the a really strong spirit felt song and just writing something really lighthearted um it's just all about getting getting the pressure off and just mm. giving the your simplicity to the lord and saying here you go lord this is this one's for you <laughs> it's okay to just have fun yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, totally. Great. And what is one encouraging word or piece of advice for some that you can offer someone who feels called to share their music with people outside the church? I'll talk about myself. I won't say you. Uh, the fact that I gave my music to the Lord, I made that prayer. I said, okay, Lord, I feel like you've given me something. I don't know how to come about it, but I'm just giving it to you. And I think this probably goes with any calling. Once you believe mm. that the Lord has given you this calling and that you give it back to him, you just trust that he's going to open the doors. Um, mm. And that's just just my whole my whole career up till now. I mean, my whole career. It's only been three years now. But it's just been open door after open door after open door. Mm. And yes, there have been mistakes and there have been times where I've collaborated with the wrong people or times where I've made the wrong choices. But it's just just leaning into Jesus and leaning into his word and leaning into his promises and just expecting him to act is just, I mean, this goes with any calling, just you know that he's given you this, or even if you're not sure, just you pray into it, say, okay, here you go, Lord, do whatever you want with these uh, loaves of bread and two fish. I think my problem from the start was trying to do the same as other people and trying to sound a specific way or trying to or thinking okay well if I'm going into the world uh, I have to sound like this singer or I have to dress a certain way or and just expecting the Lord to open the door mm. means no matter what your sound sounds like the Lord's going to open the door because it's you that he wants into the world he doesn't want someone else he doesn't want um, a replica of Ed Sheeran or whoever mm. he mm. wants your music in it and I think I'm just I just really pray that more musicians from the church would um would just yeah feel encouraged to go and to go out of the church and bring what they have from the church outside because just any uh, it's the same with any talent any art anything that we have there needs there's such a need outside of the church for these things there's so much security within the church but sometimes you just need to make that little baby step to say okay what happens if i go and play this gig over <laughs> over mm-hmm. there um yeah and like my first concert was up on the highest peak of uh, my city mm. up uh, in a tower and i was playing a song for people who do not know jesus and the I was singing holy holy lord god almighty and everyone was singing with me and i was thinking like this is my first ever gig and people from my city are singing holy holy is the lord just think bigger think wider think further think higher (laughs) because god has no limits well the only limit is what we put on him Mm. um and every every time i think i've understood something the lord does something bigger and does something more crazy so just being available really so how can people find you online yeah um oh, well I've, i'm all over spotify and apple and all those things um just type elise born and i'm elise born on instagram and facebook i'm really bad at using social media but my 
and my yeah, gigs yeah. and my the, my um singles and songs come up on those when I do things. I'm mostly on Instagram at Elise Bourne. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. So we yeah. will leave links for that so that people can check out your music, especially Thanks. your latest song, Fire Eyes, a gorgeous song. So I just want Thanks. to thank you, Elise, for your time to share your musical journey and faith with, with us and the encouragement. And to all our listeners, if you enjoyed this chat, there are many more to come. So make sure to hit the follow or subscribe button on YouTube or your favorite podcast platform. And don't forget to check out podbean.com slash CGG if you have your own podcast or if you're thinking about starting one. I'll leave a link for that in the episode description as well as links to connect with Elise and check out her music. So that's it for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll catch you in the next episode. And until then, happy strumming. 